Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to the second episode of Well Talk on the Well Woman Podcast. Um, before I get started, I just want to literally thank everybody who is tuning in, whether it's your first time, whether this is your second time. Um, thank you so much. Listen, the love that I received last week um, when I launched this podcast has been overwhelming, like the prayers the text messages, the DMs, the encouragement. Y'all, I'm telling you, I do this for God and for y'all. And so I am so grateful for all of the responses that I got because not that it um, pumped me in any way. It pumped me up to continue, of course, but not that it did anything like for an ego or anything. But what it did was it confirmed to me that I did really hear from God <laughs> and that this podcast is needed for such a time as this um, for women all over who just need extra love and who just need extra girl talk <laughs> and extra advice about the things of God. So I am excited that y'all are so excited and I just pray that this continues to bless you and that you continue to gain from it. Um, please, like I always say, getting all my housekeeping stuff out the way first. <laughs> Please make sure that you continue to subscribe or tell people rather to subscribe, share the podcast to any woman you may know. I don't care how old they are. I don't care what their nationality is, what their sexuality is, whatever. We all need Jesus. Please share it with them. Um, encourage them to subscribe so that they can turn on their notifications and get notified every time a new podcast is loaded. Um, and also just continue to spread the word. Um, thank y'all so much. Love y'all so much. And we're going to jump into this week's topic. So, um, oh, that was the other thing. Please continue to send me topics. Y'all have been sending me some really dope ones. And God willing, I'm getting to every single one. <laughs> so if you did send me a topic, please know that it did not just go filed away. It's literally written down in my notebook and I am going to get to every single topic um, in some way, shape, form, or fashion. So please make sure that you're sending me topics, encouraging your friends to, you know, just DM me different topics or whatever that they may want to talk about and we'll get to them. So um, today I am going to talk about what you do when you're walking with Christ whether you're new to the faith or whether you're returning to the faith. Um, and your circle, basically you're the only one in your circle walking with Christ. Or you're the only one in your friendships who are, who's really taking this Jesus thing serious. Or maybe you're in a relationship and maybe you like, maybe y'all four, five, six years in, you know, is, is real. And now all of a sudden you have turned your life around and you're trying to live for Christ for real this time and maybe he isn't. Um, what do you do when those friends who are not living for Jesus comes to you with the advice or with um, questions rather or looking for advice and all you got is Jesus to give them? <laughs> like, you know, you have practical advice, but at the end of the day, you know, you have this advice comes from God, you know, and so they reject it. What do you do? What do you do when you're the only friend who is really trying to live for Jesus for real? The only person in, in your situation, in your relationship, in your friendship, in your circle, at your job, whatever. What do you do when you are the only one? Um, especially when the person 
um, you share an intimate relationship with. And intimate, I say, I use that loosely, not just, um, you know, like in front, in terms of a, a relationship or a romantic relationship, but what if it's like your best friend? And this is a person that knows you inside and out. And this is a person who you share your secrets with, who you love, you know. Um, what do you do? So I know I've been in this situation before, and I'm going to tell you what I do. Um, but I'm just, I pray that you get insight and that you're equipped with what you need to be equipped with so that when you go back into that relationship or when you go back into that workplace or whatever, you know, you have a better sense and a better um, grip on who you are and how you can handle the situation. So I'm going to tell a lot of my story on this podcast because I can't speak for nobody else's story. <laughs> I can only speak for my story and what I believe God has allowed me to go through. Um, so that's that. Um so I grew up in church um, all my life. Um, my father was a minister. He was, um, so I was a PK. And for those of you who don't know, that means preacher's kid. And so all my life I grew up in church. And it's crazy because my pa- my father wasn't the pastor, but he was the associate pastor. So it's kind of like the equivalent of the president and the vice president. <laughs> so I was still one of the, um, I was a part of like one of the first families, you know, and so there's this stigma, which is a horrible stigma, but we'll get to that at a, on another day. But there's this stigma with, um, with like, first families that we're supposed to be perfect, you know. Um, we can't make mistakes. We can't do things wrong. Um, your kids are supposed to act like not kids. They're supposed to act like robots. They're not supposed to <laughs> do anything wrong, make any mistakes. They're not supposed to live like you did. Um, and so this is what I, the pressure, you know, that I grew up with my, my mother did a great job of making sure we didn't feel that pressure, but it's still there. Like, you know, you know what I mean? Because people say little things like, Oh, your daddy, a minister, you ain't supposed to do that. And you're like, what? Like I'm 13 girl. What are you talking about? (laughs) You know? Um, but it's still there, but my parents did a good job of kind of shielding us from it. But of course, like I said, you know, the stigma, you know, that is there. And so I never really, um, I never really walked away from church, but I can't say that I always had a relationship with God. So I was always in church, but I was just going through the motions. You know what I mean? I was just, um, doing religious stuff. Um, I didn't always have that relationship. I had to find a relationship with God. Um, I had to, you actually, God used a really, really bad breakup that I thought was going to like take me out the game. He used that to, to pull me close to him because in that I realized, hey, I'm out here by myself. Like I've been in church all my life, but I really don't know what to do. Like I really don't have a relationship with him. And so he used that to bring me back to him. And that was like my sophomore year in college. So that's when I really started living for God and just trying to get this thing, you know, right. And it's been a long process, but that's when it started for me. And so I tell you that story because I want you to think back to when it started for you. Like you may have been in church all your life, but when when did God become real to you? Or maybe you have not been to church all, and been in church all your life. Maybe this is your first time and that's fine. Congratulations and welcome to the family. <laughs> but, um, you know, at what point, I would just want you to think, at what point was your breaking point? At what point was that the moment where you were like, you know what, I need God for real. Like, I don't need religion. I don't need stigma. I don't need pressure. I don't need cliches. I need a relationship with God. And so if you get that thought in your mind, 
I want you to realize that everybody has a due date. Everybody has a moment in time that God is predestined that if you if you go down his path, right, and you'll bump into it eventually. Everyone has a due date. Your due date may not look like mine. I had my due date in um my like I said, my sophomore year in college. Maybe your due date just happened two years ago. That's okay, you know, but you have to realize that everybody has a time that they will come to the realization that, hey, Jesus is real for real, or I need him for real and or both, you know. Um, and I think that's important to keep in our minds as we interact with people who may not share the same value system as we do right now, you know, and who may not, um, you know, may not be as on fire for God as we are right now because we were not always where we are now. We were not always where we are today. You won't always quote in scripture. I wasn't either. I used to fight all the time. Like, you know, I used to beef with people all the time over crazy stuff. You know, we weren't, we ain't always been here. And you have to remember that. And that is so humbling to me because when I interact with people, and it's so crazy because I'll interact with people that I love. Like, I genuinely love them and never will stop loving them. But I get so frustrated sometimes because, and if I can be real, because it's like, hey, I'm trying to give you, like, the key to life, (laughs) Like, I got the secret sauce to life. It's Jesus. Like, I got it. And I'm trying to give it to you. And I'm trying to give you advice based on his word. And I'm trying to show you love. And I'm trying to do all of these things. And what I feel like you're doing is rejecting it, you know? And that's not cool. And it frustrates me sometimes. Because these are, like I said, people, I could think of one person now, I'm thinking of him, that I love him with my entire heart. Will never stop, won't never stop, have never stopped. (laughs) But he's not necessarily walking down the path that I believe God has for him, you know. Um, But I also know that at the same time, that even though it's not the path that maybe God will chose chose for him, it is the path actually that he has for him because it's his process. You understand what I'm saying? So you have to understand that everybody has a process that they have to walk through, and it may be that they're in their process longer, but then you would have liked to see them. But at the end of the day, it's theirs to walk, and they have a due date, you know. They be, they may be reading this book called Life, and they on chapter three for a long time, and you like, hey, you know, I'm on chapter six. You need to come on, read this, read this book, take this test, read this chapter, take this test, so you ain't got to keep taking the same test over and over again, girl. Stop going back to the same relationship over and over. I'm trying to tell you, I'm on chapter six. I've been through this before. You still on chapter three? Come on. Like, read some spark notes or something. You don't need to go through all of this. I'm trying to help you. I got the keys, girl. Trying to help you. And they just (laughs) continue to do the same thing over and over. I think you have to realize that they have a process that they have to walk through. And while you can give them advice, they're not going to hear what you're saying until their hearts are prepared. And this is um, in a situation or a scenario of a girlfriend, you know, And even in a romantic relationship, if you're with somebody romantically and now you change your life and you're trying to live for Jesus or whatever, and maybe he's just like, man, I'm not with all of that. If you really believe that God has you in that relationship for a reason, then you can't judge him. You know, we don't have a heaven or hell to put anyone in. But like I always say, all you can do is be an example and all you can do is just 
continue to pray for them and continue to let him go through process. And it's frustrating. It really is. But it takes the pressure off of you to try to change people because we can't change nobody. We cannot change people. All we can do is show them and present to them a better way of life, but we cannot change people. I think that is one of the most freeing things that I realized, and at the same time, it's something I still struggle with. Not because I want to, you know, change people necessarily, but because I just want people to get it. You know what I mean? And I think we all, when we love people or when we know people who can do better and they're not doing better, it's like, yo, I just want you to get it. And so I get that it's hard, but we have to keep in mind that it is not our job to change anybody. It's only our job to do whatever God leads us to do. And the outcome is not up to us. The outcome is not predicated on how well we, you know, interact with them. No, no, no. The outcome, that's God's business. You just do whatever he's told you to do, right? If he's told you to send a text message, You just send a text message. Don't you worry about how they're going to react. You were obedient to do what God told you to do. You know, you're sowing seeds. God could have it so that you're in this person's life to sow seeds. And be clear. let's be clear, sowing seeds, seed uh, time is for a season. Seed time is for a season. So it might not be that you stay in that season with them the entire time and watch it grow. You know, God can sh- tell you, hey, you need to sow seeds with for them right now, but you're not going to stick around to see the harvest. You know, I'm just using you to sow seeds for for this time. You know what I mean? Um, or maybe it is. Maybe he does have you around to see the whole process play out, you know, but I think we kind of get caught up. And this is another podcast, but I think sometimes we get caught up with, yo, I'm sowing seeds, I'm sowing seeds, and I'm waiting to see something change, and ain't nothing changed yet, and I'm frustrated, because ain't nothing changed, and God's just like, okay, well, maybe I was just using you to sow seeds in their life, you know, but I have something more for you to do, so that's up to you and God, y'all need to have a conversation about that, but, (laughs) but again, God could just be using you to sow seeds in that person's life, the outcome is not your business, how things will look, how that person will react, how that person will respond, that's not your business. That's up to, to God. Um, and at the same time, just because someone who does not does not fully share your values and someone doesn't, um, you know, share what you have to, to offer or accept what you have to offer, that doesn't mean that you shut down the relationship. That's not what that means. I honestly, I think that if you look around your circle and all you have is people who are going to church on a regular basis and and going to Bible study all the time, and if that's all you got in your friend circle, chances are your circle may be too small. Because we are called to be salt and light. We're called to be the the flavor of the earth, right? Like we're called to make disciples and to bring people to Christ. That's what we, we all have been tasked with that. You ain't gotta be a preacher to do it. We've all been tasked with that. So if you don't have somebody in your circle, at least one person who is maybe weaker in their faith than you are, then chances are your your, your circle's too small. And if you don't know who that person is, maybe you need to pray and ask God to point that person out. Like, who can be my person? You know what I mean? And it's good for you to have a person because when you have a person, um, you have accountability, right? Because you move different when you know somebody's watching you. And I don't say that to say that you have to fake or put on a facade or act perfect. No, no, no. Don't do that at all. But when I know my son is watching how I live, 
I try to make a point to make sure that I may not be perfect, but I try to make the best choices that I can. You know what I mean? So on a, on some level, it's good for you because you have that accountability. Um, when you have people in your circle who may not share your faith or who may not, you know, quite understand this whole God thing yet, you're able to to kind of scaffold them and to um to kind of be like a teacher or a mentor to them. Now, that does not mean go out and get somebody who's struggling with the same thing you're struggling with. Because a lot of times, and, and maybe that would be your person, but a lot of times when you do that, we give ourselves a little too much credit. You know what I mean? So, for instance, if my struggle was alcohol, I might not want to team up with somebody whose who struggle is is alcohol and I'm not and I don't feel that I'm to a certain extent strong enough to do that now if I feel like you know I've been clean for a few months now and I feel like I can and I can have that accountability then that's one thing but if we both just leaving the club like we both just doing that <laughs> it might not be a wise idea just yet you know just because it's going to be easy for both of us to be tempted and it's going to be easy for both of us to kind of fall back into that temptation so you want to be careful you know please but you do want to have somebody in your circle who may not be as strong in your faith as you are so just know that just because somebody does not share your same beliefs that does not mean you have to kill the relationship how else will people learn about Christ if they don't see you you might be the only Jesus that person sees right so how else would they will they know him will they get to know him will they see what it looks like other than on a Sunday morning cuz everybody know what what he looked like on a Sunday morning but it's this Monday through Saturday thing that sometimes we we get kind of uh you know it's kind of kind of hard so it's like you know you want to make sure that you're being salt and that you're being light don't shut down the relationship you know um don't shut it down we're called to to spread the gospel and to serve God in that way um you got to be self-aware. Make sure you're self-aware. You know, know your strengths, know your weaknesses, know your temptations when you're interacting with people who are maybe um, lesser in your faith, but at the same time, love on them anyway. Um, so you cannot forget that everybody has a due date. You got to love people through their process. If you don't love people, you ain't going to change them anyway. <laughs> if you don't love them, you are not going to change them anyway. The Bible says that love covers a multitude of sin. Not judgment, not example, love. That's it, purely love. So despite the choices that you're making or that that person is making, you got to make up in your mind that you're going to love them through it anyway. Even though the choices that they make may burn you up, <laughs> they may make you so mad and you might just be wanting to shake them or hit them. <laughs> but at the same time, you got to love them. You have to love them through their process. Because think about it. Think about who loved you through your process. I can think of a couple people who had interventions with me through my process. And I got up and kept doing the same thing, you know. But at the end of the day, now that I'm on the other side of that thing, I can look back and think about the people who I know love me unconditionally and who love me and were faithful to me even throughout my process. You know what I mean? You want to be that person. You want to be that person who loves someone through their process, regardless of what they're doing and regardless of if they made or hit their due date or not. Also, don't forget, again, where you were and how far you still have to go. Don't forget that we've not arrived. Just because you know a couple Bible scriptures, okay, 
we have not arrived. <laughs> There's still so much more that God has for us to accomplish and learn and do. This thing is ever, never ending, you know? It's always evolving. It's always, we're always growing. We There is always room to grow. Until we close our eyes and get to the other side of glory, we have not arrived. So not only do you think about how far you've come, you think about how far you have to go. And when you're interacting with those people, it kind of puts everything in perspective for you. You know what I mean? It's like, dang, I can't judge you because I don't know everything. And I remember when I knew nothing, (laughs) right? And I still have so much more to do. I still have so far to go. So you want to think about that. Keep that in the forefront of your mind because that humbles you when you deal with God's children. Because remember, just because they're making different decisions does not mean that they're not his kids. They're still his children. They still belong to him. He still loves them. It does not mean that just because they're making bad choices that he's, like, cut them off. He didn't cut you off, did he? No. He still loved you. He still loved you enough to send people to speak into your life and to send people to inspire you and to give you hope and to let you know that he still had a future for you. So you want to make sure that you, you're you returning the favor. Don't get too good, right? <laughs> Don't forget. And it's hard, it's, And honestly, it's hard. It's hard to not forget. It really is because when you really love people, like I said, you want to give them the keys and Jesus is the key and you want to give it to them and you want to kind of like force it on them. But you can't do that. God didn't do that to us. He doesn't force himself on us. He's a gentleman. He stands at the door and he knocks and he waits for us to open the door of our hearts and invite him in. And if we don't open the door, he says, oh, okay, that's cool. I'll be right here tomorrow. You know, like he's still knocking on our door in some areas of our lives. He's still knocking. So you out here judging people and you still got God at the doorstep of your financial life, (laughs) right? Knocking like, hey, can I come into this part of your life? Yeah, you let me into your relationship, but can I come into your money? Yeah, you let me into your health and your fitness, but can I come into your marriage? Can I come into the way you raise your kids? Like, let's think about this thing. Let's put it in perspective, y'all, so that we're not out here judging people and handling people wrong just because they're making choices that we don't um, necessarily agree with. We all have a process that we have to walk through. And our job, now that we're on a different side of the tracks, is to love people through their process, right? And then the last thing, um, be an example. Be an example. You never want to be out here again, and I touched on it kind of, just now you never want to be out here acting like you got it all together be an example show people hey i am so imperfect but i love a perfect god i mess up but my god doesn't (laughs) my daddy he don't mess up you know like show them that show them that with the way that you live and the way that you love you're gonna cover so much by showing love to people and being an example and being real and being authentic towards people. That is what's gonna draw them. Not quoting all the Bible verses and walking around work like you better than them. Like that's not gonna draw you, draw nobody to you. Ain't nobody gonna want nothing to do with you. <laughs> so you love them. You love them. You create safe spaces for them to hear the gospel. So maybe it is that you say, hey, you know, if you're in a relationship, for instance, maybe it's like, hey, babe, I'm going to send you a text message with a Bible scripture once a week. And you just think on it. And then on Fridays, we can talk about ways that the Bible scripture showed up in your life, you know, and that's a safe space. You know, it's real informal you know what I mean but it's still planting a seed you know or if it's a girlfriend hey girl 
listen, I got this gospel concert. I want you to come to me, come with me um, to go to it. It's real fun. It's lit. Music, smoke, <laughs> like lights, action, all of that. Like it's going to be fun. Come on. Create safe spaces because this is the thing. Now, just because you're comfortable with going to church on Sunday mornings, like every Sunday, just because I'm comfortable doing that does not mean everyone else is. You don't know what that other person has gone through. You don't know maybe what judgment was cast on them before. You have no idea, you know? So you want to make sure that if you are the church, because the church is not just a building on Sundays, you are the church. We are the church. So if that is us, if that is who we are, and if Christ lives in us, we should be able to witness to anybody at any time. It does not have to be on a Sunday morning. So we should be able to create safe spaces in our community, safe spaces in our jobs and in our workplaces and just where we go on a day-to-day basis where we can share the gospel of Jesus Christ to people, you know? So know that, you know, you can, you can carry this. You don't have to, you can be light in darkness. Light drives out darkness. Light drives out darkness, right? If you're new to the faith, you know, be, 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 I'm sorry, prayerful, (laughs) Lord, Because, again, you're still growing. You're still learning. Temptations might be strong for you. But at the same time, you're still his child. So you still can be light. Be light. Pray. If you feel like you're going to get sucked into a situation that you're not strong enough to stand up in, then be prayerful to what degree that God would have you interacting with people. You know what I mean? If you know that that's something that she's still in the same lifestyle you just came out of, or your mate, your dude is still in the same lifestyle that you came out of, you may need to pray and be like, okay, God, I know you want me in their life, but to what degree? Does that mean we got to talk every day? Does that mean that we got to go somewhere every day? Does that mean we, ha- you know, like to what degree do you want me in their life? And then you do exactly what God told told you to do, knowing that he will strengthen you where you need to be strengthened. Because remember, you are called to be salt and light. Light drives out darkness every time. Light drives out darkness. 2 Corinthians 6 says, let light shine out of darkness. That is our job. That is your goal. If this person knows all your secrets and this person, you know, um, knows everything about you and knows you before Christ, BC, <laughs> all of that, that's okay. They That just means that they get to see the evolution. That just means that your life is on display for them in such a way that they're going to be able to see the grace of God at work in your life. Don't hide from your past. Don't hide from your mistakes. If they know them all, let them know it all. But let them see God's hand in your life. Let them see God moving in your life, you know? So when you're in, just to sum it all up, When you're in a relationship or if you have a friendship and they're not necessarily living for God, but you are and you don't know what to do, just know that you do not have to end the relationship. In fact, I believe that God does not want you to end the relationship unless it's detrimental, right, to your growth. You know, you pray, pray for them, pray, pray about it. You know, I don't want to put words in God's mouth. (laughs) You pray for it. But I just believe that God has called us to be salt and light in dark places. And I believe that he raised you up for such a time as this for a reason. Whether it's in your workplace, your relationship, your friendship, whatever it is, whoever the person is, I believe that he can use you right where you are. But you have to know that you cannot change anybody. You got to know that everybody has a due date. 
And you got to love people through their process, just like somebody loved you through yours. You got to remember where you came from and you got to remember how far you have to go, knowing that until eternity comes, we still have so much to learn and so much work to do. So for real, we ain't made that much progress, <laughs> right? We think we done made leaps and bounds and guys like, yo, that's just the beginning, daughter. Like you have no idea, you know? So remember where you are in your walk and how far you have to go. Remember who was there for you when you were making bad choices or when you were making choices that were not exactly pleasing unto God, right? And then be an example. Be an example to people. Let your light shine. Let your life, you know, um, be put on exhibit in such a way that people can look and say, okay, I see God moving in that way in her life. Despite what they know about you, let your example speak for you. Let your life and the way that you walk and the choices that you make, let those things speak for you. And then know that love covers a multitude of sins. So without love, you ain't changing nobody. So you don't think you can just change somebody by quoting scriptures to them. No, love them. Meet them where they are. If they don't want to come to church, okay, that's cool. I am the church. So guess what? Every time you go to Outback with me, you at church. <laughs> right? Like, you ain't got meet people where they are and do your best to create a safe environment for them so that they are still getting the word, right? Still experiencing the love of Jesus, but meeting them right where they are, right? So I pray that this helps you guys. I pray that this motivates you. I think this was a great place to start um, start this, this podcast series. Um, I think that we all are called to be light. We all are called, called to be an example. And so this is a great place to start. So I'm excited about the topics that are to come. And I just hope that as we interact with people this week at work, who we may necessarily um, may not necessarily interact with on a regular basis or who we may shy away from on a more regular basis, I pray that this week you have a boldness um, in such a way that is not intrusive, but that is really authentic, right? I pray that God gives you a boldness to love them and a boldness to do something like battle soda or, you know, something to allow your actions to speak for you. Don't shy away from those who you don't think know God or who you know don't know God. Don't shy away because they need love too and they are his kids too. So I pray for you this week. That is my prayer is that you have a boldness to live for God, that you have a boldness to be salt and to be light in this dark world because it is so dark, y'all, and we need to light light it up for real. <laughs> so I love y'all. Please continue to send me your um, your topics, your DMs. Um, let me know how this podcast was. Rate it, share it, all of that. So I will talk to you guys next week.